If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hey there, leading ladies. Welcome to the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a two-time best-selling author, speaker, family physician, and executive leadership coach with over 20 years experience of providing primary care and serving as a healthcare leader. If you are a woman physician ready to make a change in your career and have a seat at the leadership table, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to provide you with the crucial skills you need to be a successful leader and strategies to deal with workplace challenges. So put on your headphones and listen as we explore the new world of building women physician leaders. Hello, leading ladies, and welcome back to another episode of Women Physicians Lead. I am your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a board-certified family physician, best-selling author, speaker, and executive leadership coach. And I help physicians transition into leadership roles so that they can become the respected voices in healthcare. So when I started this podcast, My goal for this platform was to encourage, to inspire, and to support women physicians as they go along in their journey into leadership roles. And I know that sometimes that that road can be lonely, it can be uncomfortable, it can come with a lot of challenges as well, but I wanted this platform to provide encouragement, inspiring stories from other women physician leaders, and also education on the skills that you need and some of the resources that you may need in order to help you along your uh, climbing the ladder in terms of leadership. I want to also help you to attain that seat at the table. So in today's episode, I am going solo and I'm talking about finding your voice as a woman physician who leads. So I know you've heard of the quote by Shirley Chisholm, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring in a folding chair. I wanted to talk about this um, in the podcast and talk about the ways in which we can look at this almost call to action that Shirley Chisholm has given to us, right? That if the seat is not there, bring your own, even if it has to be a folding chair. So with these words, Shirley Chisholm encouraged us really to pull up a chair and not wait to be invited to the table and to make our own space in conversations. And today we are doing just that. We are seeing an unprecedented number of women who are breaking all sorts of barriers. There are record numbers of women and people of color that are running for office, that are in positions of leadership, that are CEOs of companies, and it's just amazing to see. So inspired by Chisholm's words and seeing this spirit of her call to action come to life, 
the Edward M. Kennedy Institute began to explore what this quote really means for all of us. And they launched a collaborative art project called Your Seat at the Table Project in the fall of 2018. And they were looking to invite individuals and schools and community organizations to really think about why diversity of representation is vital and what necessary contribution we each bring to the table when we are allowed to pull up a chair. So in the spirit of Shirley Chisholm, in the spirit of her quote, if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring in a folding chair. And also in the spirit of the Your Seat at the Table project, I wanted to challenge women physicians to consider their seats at the table. So I'm going to use a little bit of the backstory from this Your Seat at the Table project to encourage inspire, and hopefully um, challenge you to do that, right? To go after your seat at the table. So a little bit about Shirley Chisholm. 50 years ago, she became the first African-American woman elected to Congress. In 1972, she became the first African-American candidate for the presidential nominee of a major party and the first woman to seek the Democratic nomination. So towards the end of her life, Shirley Chisholm said of these historic firsts that she wanted history to remember her not as the first Black woman to have made a bid for the presidency of the United States, but as a Black woman who lived in the 20th century and who dared to be herself. She wanted to be remembered as a catalyst for change in America. So even though she didn't win the Democratic nomination for president, over the course of her 14 years in Congress, Shirley Chisholm was able to be a force for change and a champion to improve the quality of life for women and for children and for poor people and for people of color. She fought for immigrants. She fought for domestic workers like her mother. She fought for children as um, she knew that they needed adequate child care. She knew how important it was to have a seat at the table and have her voice be heard and to have a voice at the table where discussions are had and where decisions are being made. She made a difference to the underrepresented. She stepped up and she claimed her seat at the table. And that was her advice to all of us, that if they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair, right? Because your voice really needs to be heard and it should be heard. So let's think about a folding chair and what that would look and feel like. We know that a folding chair is not cute. It's really not comfortable. It's not quote unquote professional, nor does it really show power. But at the end of the day, claiming your seat is not comfortable, right? And the steps to get there are not always pretty. It's time for physicians to rise up, step out, stand out, and take back our place in healthcare, to be the respected voice and leader in our communities. My mission is to help physicians transition into leadership roles by equipping them with the personal and professional development skills that they need to be successful, and also to help them care for themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. 
If you have experience practicing in your given specialty, if you have a gift for innovation and building teams, if you have the ability to bring about change in others, if you have solved problems in your practice setting or community, then there are organizations that need you to claim your rightful seat at the table and lead. If you're ready to be the leader in healthcare and change the status quo, then I invite you to book a complimentary strategy discovery session with me at schedulewithdrlisa.com. That's schedulewithdrlisa.com. what your seat at the table represents, what it looks like, and why it's important as a physician leader that you bring that seat to the table. Here are four thoughts for you to consider. Use the worksheet that I'm providing for you that can be found at justtherightbalance.com forward slash get your seat. This worksheet is going to give you four things to consider when you are thinking about getting your seat at the table. The worksheet provides space for you to reflect, to write, and to also come up with your next steps, your action plan for getting your seat at the table. So the first thing that I want you to think about is to consider the tables that you are a part of now or that you wish to be a part of. These spaces may include department meetings, executive level meetings with other administrators, board meetings. Maybe you wish to be in policy or education. Maybe it's with the news media or your local community. But just take some time to consider the tables that you want to be a part of or that you are currently a part of or wish to be a part of. The second thing I want you to consider is to look at what people make up the tables in these spaces. Who sits at the head of the table? Who sits at the other seats at the table? Do they represent the broad diversity of the communities in which they serve? Are there physician leaders that are already in those places? Are you needed there? And if so, Who are the people that you will need to get to know in order to claim your seat at the table? Relationships are really important when you're trying to get a seat at the table, so it's crucial to know the people who make up those spaces. The third thing I want you to consider is to think about your own identity. So what's your story? What experiences have you had? What do you stand for? What are your values? What changes do you want to see in healthcare? Thinking about that helps you to think about the spaces that you want to be included in, right? And it helps you to think about what you're passionate about so that you can actually ask for and bring that folding chair to those tables in which you really want to serve. So think about that. Think about your story. Think about your identity. Think about the changes that you want to see. The fourth thought that I want you to consider is, can that 
chair that we are talking about, right? We talked about bringing a folding chair and we already talked about what that looked like, that the folding chair typically is not pretty. It looks like it's out of place. Um, it looks like it's something that's probably just temporary. But think about that folding chair if you're not already at the table and what that can actually turn into. Can you make that folding chair turn into a nice, soft, cushiony leather seat that you will fit in and pull up to the table and feel comfortable, that you will actually have a voice that projects? What does that process look like? How long do you think it would take for you to morph or to change that folding chair now into a permanent seat? What are the steps that you'll need to take? What are some of the committees that you might have to join? Um, what are some of the projects that you may have to come up with or the ideas that you'll have to share in order to um, make that happen? And then last but not least, if you already have a seat at the table, how can you use that privilege to invite new voices, new faces, and new ideas to the table? What we don't want to do as physician leaders is to be a placeholder. We don't want to be given a title or to be given a role and to not utilize that authority that we've been given. So how can you use your privilege right now to invite new people, new faces, new thoughts, new ideas to the table? So here's the truth. If we really want to solve the problems that we are seeing in healthcare today, that's the burnout, the health inequities, the administrative burdens, the unfair compensation, the toxic work environments, and I can go on and on, we really have to be at the table. So ask yourself, why are you not sitting at the head of the table when the seat is open? And when you are given the seat, are you giving it away? Are you giving your role away? Are you giving your power away? Or are you challenging the status quo? So here's the challenge for you. How have the members of your group in our case, physician leaders, how have we been left out of the conversation in the past? And what have others done who have a currency at the table? What have they done to demand their seat? What are some of the steps that they have taken? Who are some of the people that they've had to talk to? What are some of the skills maybe that they've had to develop in order to get that seat at the table? So think about that. Think about what people who are in their seats now had to do to get to where they are and think about how you and other members um, in the physician community have been left out of conversations in the past. And then think about future state. How does that seat at the table change once we have physician leaders in it? And what does that legacy represent? So Chisholm spoke often about the opportunities that she and other marginalized people weren't able to access because they looked different than the norm. So today, let's not only celebrate Shirley Chisholm and her fight for representation and equality, but also let's heed her call to action to provide the vital representation that's needed in healthcare leadership and fight for equality and justice for all. So I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I really wanted to share with you my passion and also challenge you to claim your rightful seat at the table.
So as you go on in your leadership journey, I encourage you to continue to stand up for what's right, to fight for inequality, to fight for your seat at the table, to bring that folding chair if a seat does not currently exist, and to also turn that folding chair into a permanent chair where you will be able to have your voice heard. So thank you again for joining me on this podcast episode, and I look forward to talking with you again in the future. Have a great, great day. Thank you for listening today and for allowing me to be a part of your career journey. To continue receiving leadership support, I invite you to join our private Facebook group, Building Women Physician Leaders at www.leadingladiesincharge.com. Until next time, take care. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.